This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot Dummies on USA Network Rehab Up. I am one of your hosts, Maggie Morgan, and with me today is my wonderful, amazing, lovely host, Miss Kirsten McInnes. How are you doing today, Kirsten? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to talk to you. Uh, I'm a little disappointed in the TV that we got to watch this week, but... It'll be it okay. Was, it's an investment in a season. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it was a bit of a snoozer, if I do say so myself. I think that, honestly, though, like, with Temptation Island, I think we are in for a crazy season because of this has been, I truly think, like, 36 hours since they mm. arrived, and we've already gotten two episodes, which makes me think that they're not, like, wanting for content. You know, like, I bet you that the content is going to be pretty good moving forward. That makes me think they are wanting for content. Because why are two episodes about the first day and a half? Because a lot of drama happened. No cheating, but lots of, like, messy, messy drama. Um, But I I am, I have to be honest with you, Kirsten. I am concerned about uh, our brains and our mouths talking about this Big B show because... It's a little uh, light on the uh, on the content and mess, if I do say so myself. I this week very light on mess, very uh-huh. light on content. But I still, my hopes are still sky high. I think okay. that something incredible is about to play on our TVs, and there's a few characters that I'm pretty invested in. So I think it'll be, I think it'll be good. Yeah, and you know, last week, like our thoughts sort of differed a little bit more and you know what I have found truly when it comes to talking about these types of shows with you is that (laughs) if we have differing opinions you are always correct (laughs) by the next episode you have always been proven correct like I I literally was watching it I was like damn Kirsten was right like you just have the eye for it you you want to talk about a professional like Kirsten knows what she's talking about with these hot dummies shows because she can spot it from a mile away. I think I'm just evil. And so (laughs) I'm like, yes, torture these people more. And you are a good person, an angel in my life. And you're like, oh, it makes me sad to think about this. And I'm like, no, you have to be an ice king with them like Blair and, and just get, get not emotionally involved. King. Ice king. Should we start with the big D since it's like the lighter of the We two? might as Yeah, we might as well. Um, I just want to say first and foremost, I still hate Takor and I'm so mad that like going into the episode, I knew he wouldn't be going home because uh-huh. it was um, Women's Elimination Week. Yeah, I mean, Takor is like, the d-bag of all d-bags like i he sucks like <laughs> so deeply i you said that 
I, I, he, he does. Sucks. Yeah, like I don't know what else. In capital letters, I wrote, "He's such an asshole." He thinks that Didi owes him an apology for flirting in front of him when they're on a freaking dating show, and like they're divorced. You know what? You are not together anymore. And yep. you know what? You could be together had you not cheated on her repeatedly. <laughs> Yep. So I don't really feel too bad for him. Exactly. And you can tell that they Franken-bited the shit out of Jillian's confessional after the date. Because Jillian, like, before the date was like, I hate Cora. I do not want to go on a date with him. He's terrible. And then after the date, she was like, after my date with Takor, I think he's actually a nice guy. And I was like, <laughs> okay, sure. I I do like... That they don't try to hide the Franken-biting. Yeah. Even, like, one little bit. They're just like, yeah, we're drafting a narrative here. Like, get in, losers. We're crafting a narrative. Yeah, I mean, it literally sounds like, if you ever played Mall Madness growing up, it literally sounds like the lady talking who's like, it's Mall Madness. Press the enter button when you are ready. Like, that's what these Franken-bites sound like to me. <laughs> it's like, um, when people would like put their name into their voicemail and it'd be like yeah. leave a message for and then it's like my mom in a deep voice she's never had for being like the McKinnis family <laughs> it's like why do you sound like that like that's not that's not what you sound like oh my god so yeah I mean to curse sucks we get a new guest we get Dean Dean I honestly Dean's not giving like, sure, he's like he's attractive, but I feel like he's not really talking about his ex that much. And mm. because he's not there with his ex, I feel less connected to his story. Like, I don't care if he finds love or not. I want to know, like, where's his ex? Why wouldn't she come on the show? What? Like, she sounds like an icon. Yeah, but his ex obviously had to okay them using her face in the show. You know, like her face yeah. wasn't blurred out. So like clearly she signed some sort of disclaimer. That's why I'm wondering if she shows up later. I don't know. But oh, that OK, that uh-huh. is a fun wrinkle. Mm-hmm. But I worry that in that situation, everyone will just take the side of the person that's been there longer. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he seems like perfect for this type of show. He seems he's fine. like he's, he's there to party. He's there to sleep with people. He wants to do his little shot thing, which isn't you isn't you didn't make it up. You just replaced MFers with divorcees, but okay. Yep. Well, <laughs> also the my biggest red flag about him was that he when they were ranking when they were doing that ac- activity or exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say activity, no exercise. I mean, honestly, called. the activity they're with their exes, it fits branding. Yeah. Boom, put her on the payroll branding um but he like the thing that i was like oh my gosh this person is stay away from me was like they were (laughs) ranking deal breakers and his number one deal breaker two above over like disrespectful was can't take a joke and i was like "Mm, i wonder if your ex couldn't take a joke or if you just were not funny it's no, but that's very much the thing where like on dating apps, guys will be like, I want a girl who doesn't take herself too seriously and can take a joke. And then what that means is I'm going to be rude as hell to you and you can't get upset about it because, oh, I'm just joking. It's yeah, it's just a joke. I mean, I always say my friends and I have this great line where when somebody's like, well, 
like, why can't you take a joke? You just say back, well, where was the joke? Yeah, what what was the joke? Yeah, where was the joke? What was funny about that? Like, what was the funny part of the joke? Um, But yeah, I was just like, oh, God. Mm -mm. Yikes. So um, I guess like the other couples, just to go quick, we lost Allie this week. She was Uh, not on the show. Yeah, neither is David, her husband. She refers to her ex-husband as David, but his lower third is Mims. So I, I don't well, know. Well, they couldn't have more than one David, obviously. Yeah, you're right. But I, like, I, I was like, uh, they weren't on the show. That's why last week we were like, they're a non-factor. And this is clearly why. Yeah. And so I wonder, I feel like he probably also won't be long for this. Because I also don't mm-hmm. see him clicking with people. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have any of the social capital to keep Allie in, right? Like, yeah. if he tried to keep her... Mm-hmm. And nobody cared what he had to say. So I think he's probably going to be gone soon, too. And honestly, yep. get rid of the fodder. They seem really great. I'm glad they're friends again. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Yeah, we don't need that. on it. That's not messy enough for what we're looking for out of the big D. Um, mm-hmm. Also, Alexis and Devin, we found out that they have been sleeping together since they broke up. They seem like the one couple out of the two of them or out of not two of them, out of all of them, that we will get a uh, night vision mm-hmm. video of them getting free. Well, because they're the ones that are so, they're just mean to each other all yeah. the time. Yeah. But then we get a confessional in this episode that's like, oh, but it's flirting and it's going to be really hard to stay in the same room as him. I'm like, he just told you your breath smells like a, like a dead animal or something <laughs> like that. To me, not flirting. But you, it seems to work for them. Yeah, I mean, like, there is someone for everyone, you know? <laughs> is there? Maybe there shouldn't be. I don't know. <laughs> I What was I saying this to uh, recently? I was talking to a friend of mine, and I was like, you know what? I am confident I will find love, because sometimes I look at people, and I'm like, you know what? There is someone for everyone. Like, they are so happy, and, like, somehow these two people have found one another, so there, there is someone for everyone. And, you know. Not not to get too earnest, Maggie, but I do fully believe in you finding love. And it oh, will just come when it's the right time. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm not too concerned. I'm not too concerned. Um, but, yeah. So I, I like, just something to track with them. They're not really on the show much either. But I think that they'll, I could see them, like, blossoming into mm-hmm. the love story of the season. You know? A hundred percent. Did you notice any of the other, like, bad habits being really bizarre I I feel like they showed them so fast I couldn't really get a sense of what people put no I mean I think that everybody else like pretty much had the normal list um I think like one of the bad habits was like giving gifts as apology which like I'm not certain for some people that is a bad habit because that's like a love language thing for them like well they you know, I, I don't know. I think gifts are good. Uh-huh. But I think sometimes when you get into gifts for apologies, that's where you see people being like, oh, I bought you a bracelet. Oh, I bought you this. And then you like find out all that stuff coincides with them like cheating on you or whatever. Like, yeah, I, it's giving I White Lotus it's like, season one. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> uh, it's, it, uh, I, I think that it's just kind of different than giving like giving a gift should be like I saw this and I thought of you and I want Mm -hmm. you to have it not like I'm giving you this because 
Mm -hmm. I screwed up. I I think there is a distinction, but I don't know where I would put it on the bad habits list. So I don't know. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that would be pretty low. Like when some of them are like disrespectful and unfaithful. (laughs) You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, Okay. So next, just to touch on them, um, Jillian and David. So this is when I was like, okay, Kirsten was in fact correct. Um, Because Jillian, I think, wants to have her cake and eat it too with David. Mm -hmm. Like she wants him to still be like chasing her around and be obsessed with her, but she is not wanting to go back there. She doesn't want to see him with anybody else, which like, you know what? In the real world, that's totally fine. Jillian, just don't interact with your ex and don't go on a reality television show where you have to live with them and watch them date people. I would love to know because I don't remember what I said about this couple last week that I was correct about. You said you think that I said that I thought Jillian was going to be the voice of reason in the season. And you said that you thought that she was perhaps delusional. Oh, OK. Yes, I do mm-hmm. agree with that. Um, But I feel like it's a very fun dynamic because David has now started bonding with Ariel a little bit. They're talking about video games and just Uh like that kind of thing. And there's this very hilarious scene in the pool (laughs) where you see Ariel and David talking and she like calls him cool or something like that. And he's like, Jillian like never said I was fun or whatever. And then it pans out and Jillian is there and it's a triangle of people in the pool. It's like, why are you just standing? Yeah. There? Well, and, and then she and then she literally is like, oh, and you've been holding on to that resentment when I said that three weeks ago. You've been holding on to that since then, and you've been waiting to shove it back in my face. And I was like, okay, I see what's happening here. There's a lot of resentment. Well, and David held. is like throwing things back in Jillian's face, and Jillian is throwing things back in David's oh, face. It's it's just a mess of resentment between yeah. the two of them. And Ariel's just there. And I really don't think Ariel is like super interested in David, but I do mm-hmm. think they get along. Yeah. So Jillian is crafting a narrative of like, yeah. Ariel is playing a strategic game <laughs> and is toying with David, which I I don't think that's true. Yeah. I mean, how could she be toying with him when they are just sitting and talking? Like nothing crazy has happened yet. Like there hasn't even been physical contact made between the two of them. So I'm There's sorry. No is like no it's so stupid i know um so let's get into the meat and the potatoes of this episode which is the relationship between ariel and blair oh which you also last week said that you felt like ariel was going to be our narrator and after this episode i'm like i'm not sure that ariel is long for this show but um i do think that there is a lot here so Basically, what we understand is that Ariel and Blair, Blair cheated on Ariel, which is why she ended up moving to L.A. This was sort of left out of last week. Mm -hmm. Um, When she moved to L.A., Blair was apparently completely distraught and was really, really hurt by her leaving him, which, I mean, it sounds like you cheated on her. Yeah, I I think that she was probably really, really hurt by you cheating on her. uh Uh-huh. But she, by her own admission, is saying that she wished that she had handled it differently. So I I imagine, and this is completely me, like, imagining a scenario because we have none of this information. Mm -hmm. I imagine it just... Based off of the, you know, 20 minutes of content we got from them last week and this week in the episode that maybe Ariel was looking to move to L.A. anyways, Blair cheated on her. She took it as an opportunity 
to get out. She was really hurt, but she didn't even try to work it through it with him. Um, which, you know, when you're married, like that is something that people like people try to work through cheating, you know, because of mm-hmm. to save their marriage, you know. Um, but I so it sounds like she being here is like, well, can we work on it now? And Blair is just checked out. Blair is completely over. Blair is done. Like, even when they're talking mm-hmm. about it, he does reply to her. But like, she's halfway through a sentence and he's like, mm, I'm getting a coconut. Yeah. Like, he's just totally checked out. And later in the episode, he even says, like, I don't actually know if she's still into me or not because I don't listen to her when she speaks because I'm an ice king towards her. Like, I'm, I will not give her anything. And it's like, that's not really a healthy like why'd you come on the show if you're just gonna be rude and ice her out I I was gonna say you know I actually feel uh like this is the advice I give all of my friends when they've gone through like a tough breakup and they're still in contact I'm like no contact do not talk to them anymore Mm -mm. but like you're on this television show so like be nice to her a little I also think like they they've been divorced what it was like seven months for them yeah Mm -hmm. so in my opinion I think that the no contact has to be at least six months so that you can like, like it doesn't necessarily have to be forever. Maybe someday you could like be friends again or whatever, but like she's like in a freshy situation. It seems like she's never actually taken the full solo time to Uh work or like when she was alone, she wasn't working through it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, my advice to anyone out there, if you were my friend, this is the advice that I give no contact. You can uh, no contact for as long as you possibly can. And um, you can be friends with an ex after enough time has passed that both of you guys are different people. Mm-hmm. Um, that is my uh, thought process on all of it, which is why all of these couples being like, and now we can be friends. I think that the only people who can be friends, honestly, are David and Allie. And it's because they're co-parenting a child. And it sounds, seems as though they have like a decent co-parenting relationship. And as she's yeah. leaving, she's like, now we're friends again. <laughs> that was so sweet. She's like, I got my friend back. Yeah, and that it made was me really sweet. happy. I love that. So I just want to bring up the the big moment of the episode, which is when Blair announces who's going home. And then says, Ariel, it was almost you going home. Um, but I need you to know that we are never, ever getting back together. I am completely uninterested in you. And you need to let it out of your mind. And obviously she bursts into tears. Yeah. Well, and they're also probably drunk at this point too. Yeah. Uh, so that doesn't help the situation. Uh, yeah, she's of course very upset by this. And Casey is kind of reassuring her. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, I think if it weren't for Casey, Ariel probably would have gone home. <laughs> yeah. Casey was the one who uh, put it in Blair's ear about Allie too. But, no, um, Casey's strategic queen. Casey thought she might be going home. She found one person to be her like alliance mate. She uh-huh. gave them the plan. She dropped the information about Ali not being interested in anyone and then said, I would be upset if I go home. This is the first time I'm ever doing anything just for me. Mm-hmm. And Casey on um, Big Brother when? Literally put her on. She honestly would be a fun house guest. She would be like, everyone would, because you have an opinion on her, you know? Like, that's why, yeah. She She's an great. insane person. Yeah. She's exactly who should be on TV. Exactly. Put her on the live feeds. 
Oh my God. So yeah, Ariel has a complete meltdown. She's like, I don't want this to be on TV. She shuts the curtains and that's where we left ourselves for a big D. (sighs) She's literally like, oh, does he think I'm repulsive? Does he hate me? And it's like, girl, you got to move on. Yeah. He doesn't think you're repulsive. He doesn't hate you. You're just divorced. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. But yes. that's so it. before we move, I mean, do you have anything else to say about Big D here? Um, just that it, I think we're getting that blonde woman divorcee next week uh-huh. who seemed from the season preview to be a major player. So I'm very excited for her to come in and bring some new blood. Me too. To series. Maybe some night vision situations. Please, I'm, I'm begging for night vision sex. <laughs> um, before we move on to Temptation Island, should we take a moment to uh, take a little break? Hell yeah. All right. And we are back. Okay, so, Kirsten, what did you think of Temptation Island this week? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, sorry. I just... I. I really don't have super strong opinions on most of the people here yet. Like, I don't Uh know them, except that I hate Christopher. I think Hall is fake as hell. Hall is, like, so slimy. So Mm -hmm. freaking slimy. Mm -hmm. He's... I knew it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) From the second he had his family crest on a ring. Yeah, I mean, he is going to cheat first, I think, actually. Yeah, and it's like it's almost like he's the kind of guy where it like hurts a little bit more when they mm-hmm. cheat because they don't really seem like they have any game and they like uh-huh. seem like a little sweetie, but then they betray you and it hurts more than if anyone else had done it to you. Yeah, because it's like she is out of his league. His fiance mm-hmm. is like definitely out of his league. So if he cheats on her, like, dude, give me a break. It's truly so disturbing to think that that is the the kind of guy that anyone would want yeah i mean so okay so just quickly touching on hall and caitlin because there wasn't a ton like they weren't the most heavily featured in this episode Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean i think that we're getting the groundwork right now with michaela i think that by the end of this hall will be saying i am leaving here with michaela i pray to god that that's not true but I do think there's a good chance of it and Michaela is like we don't know her very well mm-hmm. but I think she also is living that Delulu lemon lifestyle yeah and the way <laughs> that like sh- like the women at the men's villa were acting in this episode was just like I don't know because it's like at both villas they had parties where there was like Mm -hmm. lap dances and like wild things happening but Uh I felt like at the women's villa the tone was very like oh can you believe we're doing this like Uh what a joke ha 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 and then at the men's villa it was like oh she is earnestly twerking down into the splits with her like sarong pulled up so that her thong bikini is showing like oh this is real in a way that I was not ready for yeah I mean I will say temptresses this season doing a great job they came to play and they they came to play they came to cheat they are ready they're already fighting with one another over these men it's also 
I, I wish actually that they understood the assignment like a tiny bit better. Yeah. Because I feel like too many of the tempters are like, I'm here to find love. Yeah. No, you are here to break up bad couples. Yeah. You do not mistake that for finding love. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, okay. So Paul is like, Michaela is twerking in the splits and I am like, he's the type of guy who would like say to her earnestly, like, with his eyes half shut like you just make me want to be a bad boy or something you know what I mean like (laughs) yuck you're right but yuck (laughs) no he'd be like I want you to twerk for me stop From like a semi-reclined position. I'm so scared. I'm so scared, Kirsten. Why are you scared? I put the worst image in my head. It's going to be my sleep paralysis demon. Well, I'm sorry. I did that to you. It doesn't help that we're recording this and I'm in like full gremlin mode. (laughs) <laughs> Me too. I am in a, like, my sleep shirt. No, but you're, like, cute in, like, a morning way. I'm, like, my face has, like, started sinking. And so I really do look like a sleep paralysis demon. I completely disagree. <laughs> I think that we're both on the same wavelength. But, no. um, okay, so moving on from Hall and Caitlin, I think that we should talk about Paris and Great next. <sighs> I, Kate. This might not be the. There's two things about them that I found notable in this episode. Okay. The first, when Paris is um, talking to. Oh, shoot. What's his name? Tajik. Uh huh. And she's talking about Tajik and she's like, oh, wow. Like, I feel like I feel about him and I don't feel about great the way I feel about him. And I was like, oh, my God. But then. Later in the episode, when one of the tempters, like, makes her a sandwich, like, it looks like Uh a little breakfast sandwich, but it might have been a burger based on the conversation. I don't really know. She goes, wow, Great would never make me food. He always eats all the food. (laughs) And so I'm like, okay, so Great just, like, makes himself a meal, and she's just there. And he's like, "Mm, I only made enough for me. And I was just like, these demons. That's my sleep paralysis demon. Someone making food and not making any for me. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, they are just very hot and cold, it feels, which is why, like, this is gonna be, I mean, even what he was doing at the like, twerk fest lap dance party, like, if she sees that at the bonfire, like, she's going home and having sex. Like, for sure. Um, Oh, yeah. So, like, I... (laughs) I think that um, she, I I loved during the date picking when uh, Great picks someone and Paris is like in the confessional and she's like, Grace, Great picks some ugly ass girl. And I was like, oh my God. Well, and I, okay, that was wild because mm-hmm. um, they do the date selection and Paris is like, okay, well, she's not ugly, but she's an ugly personality. And we're like, uh-huh. how would you know that? And she goes, I talked to her at the party and I asked her who she was interested in and she didn't mention great. Uh, so she's like, she's bad. And she could have simply declined. <laughs> yeah. So these women who are on Temptation Island as the temptresses <laughs> are going to decline these dates for screen time. Okay. 
I, I no, but I love that. I love that the cocktail party has given like a sense uh-huh. of like girl code and bro code to these people that do not know each other and are there for completely competing interests. Yeah, exactly. That's why the cocktail party was like chef's kiss. So good. much better. Um, but yeah, I mean, then Tammy and Great are like dancing at the party and like they really are getting into it. Okay. Like it was wild if i saw my boyfriend dancing like that with someone ever like i don't even think uh, i would just be like what okay it's completely over like it was really intense the way they were dancing well yeah and i I think that's also just such a thing of like what's your vibe with your boyfriend because i'm sure there's lots of couples that go to the club together Uh and they dance like that with strangers and it's totally fine yeah uh but yet for me I'd be like, what is like? I would, I, I, I would have a huff. I would, I would have a bit of a yeah. Some slammed cabinet doors when we got home, kind of situation. Yeah, I mean, I think I would run out of the club in tears. Like, I think that that's my vibe on the on the sitch. But you know, to each their own. But I, I, I can't imagine Paris is going to be thrilled with this. So no, we will see next week. We will see what happens. Wait, which. Co- I want to, there's, um, we've got some stuff to be keeping an eye on. Mm -hmm. And so this is a, a possible spoiler, but we don't know. Mm -hmm. But on the Temptation Island subreddit last week, someone was saying that Great had interviewed at their place of work. And during the interview, he disclosed that he was going to be on Temptation Island and then he and a woman he'd been like talking to were going to pretend to be in a relationship to get on TV. Mm. So it might be fake, but it also might just be that he's saying that to cover for himself based on what comes out on TV. Uh-huh. This person also said, which is not relevant at all. Uh-huh. His interview overall was weird. We did not hire him. <laughs> sure. Understood. Understandable. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, his interview, weird. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, if they are like less of a committed couple, honestly, I think that that means probably, yeah, probably more messiness, more cheating, more, uh, drama. So yes, honestly, the number one problem with Temptation Island is that the couples are too committed. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's what we figured out over our uh, three seasons of podcasting is Mm -hmm. more cheating is best because if if there's less cheating and uh, more abuse, it just gets dark. So, um, Yes. Anyways, moving on. I think next we should talk about Vanessa and Roberto. Does that sound good? I would love to. So honestly, these two are the stars of the season uh, because they both are out of their minds. Uh, <laughs> and again, I think they're not a real couple. Yeah. I mean, I understand like why you say that because this is just crazy like everything going on is just wild Mm -hmm. I think like the we started off by Vanessa is telling every single person all the rules of the house and then she says to somebody in conversation like I'm embarrassed that people all around the world on national television are going to see that this is my boyfriend because of how much I have lowered my standards to be with him I mean girl Vanessa this is coming across as a good person or as a likable person no absolutely not 
but we need her on oh, this show. Like, we, <laughs> she is vital to us. <laughs> like, do I like her? Would I want to be friends with her? No. <laughs> Would I jump in front of a train for her on this show? Yes. I mean, like, when she said that, I was like, Vanessa. Come on now, Vanessa. You know that that is a cruel, cruel thing to say. That's, but like, have you ever been in a situation with someone that you've dated previously where people are like, that's who you're dating? Because I've been in that situation mm-hmm. where people will be like, really? Like, uh, what? Yeah. And then when it ended, it was a lot of, yeah, it was really confusing to all of us. Like, mm-hmm. we, yeah, everyone I- would ask. I bet that it made you feel really great. <laughs> Honestly, a little. It did yeah. make me feel a little good. Um, yeah. But it was also like, even like people would say that to me, like when we were dating and I'd be like, I don't know where you're like, I'm attracted to him. Like I like him. Like it was never like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, no, I'm better, you know? Yeah. Uh, but and so I feel like, I mean, maybe people have said that to her, but they're probably like, why are you with a child? Yeah. I mean, it's just clear that there's a lot of insecurity that she has like about their relationship. And um. Like, not in terms of even, like, him, though, in terms of, like, optics. But this is also really fun, which has not really happened on previous Temptation Island seasons because Mm -hmm. they, like, set them up on this weird stage and they're outside when they're Mm -hmm. picking dates and stuff. And it's all very, like, pageantry. Like, there was a lot of pageantry before. And now they're just, like, sitting in the living room. And I think maybe Mm -hmm. it's because it's raining or I don't really know. But I love this change because... Now you get everybody screaming at each other during date selection, which no, is it's amazing. Perfect. Yeah, and I amazing. also just again not to harp on it too much, but having the cocktail party instead of the uh-huh. runway thing just makes all of the stakes feel higher and all of this more meaningful. Because maybe you've talked to the girl that he's mm-hmm. taking on a date. Yep. Maybe you know that she has something that he wants. Yep. And Vanessa literally Rav asked Marjorie to go on the date, which I didn't even remember Marjorie from the party. Like I. I I think that she, and she seems like normal. And Vanessa uh, literally said in her confessional, she's shocked that he would pick her because her mannerisms rubbed Vanessa the wrong way. And then she basically raises her hand and says to Mark L. Wahlberg that she's annoyed that he picked the girl with the most stank attitude in the group. But is how is that that different from Paris's reaction to great? making a selection it's the same vibe just in a different font i was about to say same same girl different font and honestly love like this is like if we're not gonna get cheating in episode two we better get explosive fights that then lead to roberto blackout drunk in a confessional sobbing because his girlfriend doesn't respect him like that is the mess well, yeah, it's like, oh, is it the first time he's felt an emotion? Like, it, that was a weirdo oh, vibe. It was so weird. And I think that what happened was just that he was completely blackout drunk. Like, I, mm-hmm. when he was in that confessional and he's crying and he's like, nobody listens to my emotions or cares. I was like, oh, my God, you will never remember this until it airs on television. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing with Temptation Island. They are always blackout drunk. Yeah. It's not it's not like any of these other shows that have a limit to the amount of alcohol you can have for contestant safety. Mm-hmm. No, not a concern. Yep. You can drink as much as you like shots all day. Any drink you want, you're fine. Um, 
I felt like it came out of nowhere. Like I'm watching a party. There's people in the pool. All of a sudden he is screaming at this woman. Oh, don't talk over me. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I didn't even know they were talking to each other. And now he's crying about how it's hard to talk about his feelings. And so when he says don't talk over him, it means don't talk over him. Yeah, I I mean, it was weird. It was bizarre. I mean, getting him sobbing in the confessional, I was just like, we are buckle up. Episode two and this man <laughs> is full, like, snot sobbing. Like, And his girlfriend hasn't even cheated on him over like, it's like over nothing. So buckle up. I'm ready. Vanessa and Roberto keep giving it to us. I mean, also, we cannot get through the section without talking about her putting the shot between her butt cheeks. And- I... Honestly, I didn't, queen. I didn't know it was possible. Me either. But I you, certainly can't do it. Physiologically, biologically, that is not possible. And also, like, socially, psychologically, yeah. none of those factors. Um, the only story I have that would be even nominally related to this is in university once a girl on my floor was like oh yeah people can do like titty shots between my Mm -hmm. boobs and I have a video it comes up on my phone every year as a memory of this guy on my floor goes to take the shot and the shot glass breaks oh no ow everyone was fine no one was injured that's why it's funny yeah um so I'm like honestly I'm surprised her ass didn't smash that wine glass that shot glass i mean she really like i i was amazed i was like this Mm -hmm. is i it doesn't matter what i did there's no way that i could ever do something like that and we salute you we salute you again i would jump in front of a train Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) okay so our final couple yes christopher and maricela Go for it, Kirsten. I can't wait to hear so, your thoughts. At the start of the episode, first of all, Mark comes in to break up the cocktail party by being like, I hate to break up the vibe. There's definitely a vibe. Not good vibes. Just <laughs> a vibe. Like, he looks really uncomfortable. And yeah. when... uh First of all, before he comes and breaks it up, Christopher and Marcella are talking about um him outing her last episode and he and she was like yeah I just like wasn't like ready to talk about that and he goes yeah I wasn't ready to talk about it either shut the fuck up you brought it up yeah so not none of it's actually also not his business when he's ready to talk about it is her situation Mm -hmm. it's her life and so she is like has a sad confessional of like, I just want to discover myself. I just want to speak for myself. I'm just trying to be okay right now, which is so heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. But then when Mark like talks to everyone, he's like mm-hmm. asking like how the night went. And then Christopher's like, Yeah, I just worry that I overshared. And then outs her again in front of everyone. And and Mark literally is like, um, don't you think that's her information to share? And like Mark clearly was like, what the hell is wrong with you? It like, literally looked like Mark Wahlberg was going to cry. Yeah, he was really upset. And honestly, King, King shit from Mark Wahlberg being like, you are toxic and stop talking. Yeah, li- like it's uh, what? And he's like, Marcella, like, are you okay with this? 
And she's like, it's still really scary. And like, he did ask first, but yeah, like, it's I, hard to say no. And so I said, oh, so you felt like you couldn't say no. Got it. Like eyes, mm-hmm. when Christopher is like, well, and I said this, but you know, I did it in this way. Her eyes were like, mm-mm, mm-mm, like trying to like behind him, like stop talking, stop talking. Yeah. And I was just like, ah, Christopher, stop, stop. It's yeah. terrible. This is another one of those situations where again, cheating fun Uh abuse yeah not fun no not not fun at all no um but moving on from that situation um when they split up like christopher essentially becomes a different person and is like I think that I have feelings for this girl, Abigail. And she, he didn't pick her for the date. And she was like, why didn't you pick me for the date? And he's like, I'm getting scared because I actually like you. And he's like in confessional, like crying a little bit. And it's like, I didn't expect to actually like somebody so quickly. And Mm -mm. like, he is just, I mean, he's giving cheater vibes all the way. He's a cheater in a less cringy way than Hall is. Well, it's still in an equally dark way. And like cheating is always dark, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we also we know he's already cheated in the past. Uh-huh. And so it's like because we have that information, it's like, oh, well, we know he's a cheater. Cheater's going to cheat. He's just like, you know, if it walks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. He acts uh-huh. like a cheater. He is a cheater. Whereas Hall doesn't act like a cheater. Yeah. And then he is a cheater, which is why it feels more insidious. Yeah, you're right. That's a really good way of phrasing it. Um. But Maricela picks this guy Christian for the date and she is starting to get to know him a little bit better and the vibe is good. And where they leave us at the end of the episode is that Christian is saying in confessional, like, oh yeah, once Christopher slips up, Maricela will be a whole different person. Like, we're going to have a great time here because I think it's only a matter of time before Christopher slips up. And And I was like, yeah, and I was like, cheers at home. I was like, I hope so. I hope you're right, Christian. I can only hope. Yeah, only hope that that orb lights up, lights up and Maricela says, you're getting in my bed. I had another thought about the orb this week, Maggie. Okay, what is So, that? obviously, every relationship is going to define cheating differently and have mm-hmm. different rules. So, what if there's a situation where a couple has, like, stricter rules than what the orb considers cheating? So, the orb doesn't light up. Everyone thinks it's going to be fine. And then they go to the bonfire and someone has broken the explicit rule blindsiding them. I mean, fun. And I hope so. But I I imagine that's what's going to happen with this dancing situation. Mm -hmm. And these lap dances, like the lap dances were very, very intense. And like, I, yeah, I... I don't know. I I think that the there I will say though like in past seasons there has been such an emphasis from the show on like what each couple's individual rules are mm-hmm. and like what do they define? And this season there has been none of that. That's why I think this is going to be like a cheater content heavy season because all of the really like bullshitty stuff we've gotten in the first two episodes of the past couple seasons where they're like okay, we think that you can kiss maybe, but no, like we've gotten none of that. We've gotten like them screaming at each other. So like, that's why I'm like, yeah, there's no cheating and it's only been 36 hours for two episodes, but like the content is good. It's not 
32 hours and they're like doing schmoopy talk with each other, talking about how much they're going to miss each other. You know, you are right. People did cry a little bit. Yeah, but but not like they they cried in like a messy way. Like Roberto was like, people talk to me like I'm a kid. Mm hmm. Yeah. And it's like, well, because you act like one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So do you have any other thoughts overall on Um, Island this week? Let me confirm if I wrote anything else down. Oh, at one point in this episode, Vanessa goes, yeah, my mom told me that all men cheat. So you just have to find the one who loves you enough so you don't find out about it. And I just about fell out of my chair. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I mean, toxic. Like it was, it made me really sad. Yeah. And I hope Vanessa knows that she deserves someone who will not cheat on her. Yes. And I think it also just gives a little bit more, like if that's how your mom talks to you, mm-hmm. maybe that's, you know, going to give a little bit more context for why her personality is the way that it is and the mm-hmm. kind of brave. I feel like we're going to get by the end of the season, like Vanessa crying and having like an emotional breakthrough because like some wall has finally come down. And I think that it could be beautiful. I, I'm here for it. I'm ready as long as there's cheating involved in order to get to there. <laughs> You're right. Me too. Oh, man. Okay. Well, yeah, that's it. That's all I've got. Me too. So, Kirsten, where can people find you if they want more from you later later on in the week without, you know, before they check into next week's Temptation Island <laughs> and uh, Big D podcast? Yes, so Mess Magnets is here every week. We are a pop culture, celeb gossip, and trending topics podcast. Um, Sasha Joseph is my co-host, and we had almost a two-hour-long episode this week, which is not what normally happens, but it was very fun. So people should definitely check that out. And you can follow me everywhere at Kirsten Said What, including twitch.tv slash Kirsten Said What. And I'll post anything else that I'm up to there. Maggie, what about you? Yeah, um, so you can find me on social media on Instagram and TikTok at Emma Morgan underscore. I'm going to be doing a drafting podcast later tonight for the off season for Big Brother. I'm going to be drafting twists uh, in the Big Brother game. So be sure to check that out. I'm sure by the time this is up, that podcast will also already be completed. Um, And I'm just excited to be on this journey with you, Kirsten. I'm excited to be back next week. Always yes, a great me, time. Me too. And if, you know, the listeners are excited about it, they could give us a five-star rating and review, mm-hmm. which would make us feel good. Uh, it would be amazing. Someone edited their review. Mm-hmm. They had an old review that was about me and Scally. And uh-huh. then they said, editing to add, I love Kirsten with Maggie covering Temptation Island and the Big D. I love the Big D, so I'm thrilled. So thank you, Lorraine, for editing your review and if anyone else wants to leave us a five-star rating and review it would make us really happy we would love it and you could get kirsten to read your review live on the podcast but only if it's five stars yeah like we said we don't we can't see it if it's not five stars it's i I just have a special version of apple Podcasts where i don't get those ones Um, yeah but yeah so um awesome we love you guys thank you feather brains for tuning in and we will see you next week 